0: <laughs> Yee-haw! yes it is Thursday it is nine so of course that means it's UK Cowboys time how are we doing um friendly panel of people a little bit confused and restricted <laughs> right now
1: yeah a little, a little bit a sub- little bit subdued after today's news but uh, <laughs> otherwise good
0: otherwise good yeah yeah uh yes we are gonna very get quickly get get into the show because we do have a very special guest with us from uh blogging the boys all the way over in Dallas who uh is gonna talk with us and help guide us through today's challenge of talking about the news. It's Mr. RJ Achoa. How are we, sir? Uh
2: you know, I um I have been better, uh if I'm being honest <laughs> with you. It's um uh our the sky is falling, our pets' mm-hmm. heads are falling off. Yep. Um it's That's about right. um it's about as worse, uh, of a situation as, uh, as things could possibly be. And, and I think beyond being, you know, bad, it's frustrating because it was completely and totally predictable. Yep. Um, so
0: what, you know. uh, yeah, yeah, we, we, we're four and a half thousand miles away, and we could see this coming.
2: <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't know what to say. I'm, I admire the, um, the optimism and positivity of some people that that they're still kind of of the mindset, like, Hey, you know, how, you know, how could anyone have seen this coming? I admire that. I I aspire to, to be that way to live my life that way. Um, but it's really frustrating. And what for me, um, what what what's terrifying is this, this one thing was incredibly predictable. So what about the other things that, that we've complained about that, that were that have seemingly been incredibly predictable? Are those going to blow up in this team's faces just the same way that Tyron Smith did? Because if they're following that pattern then this season is um is not gonna be that much fun.
0: Okay, well there's a beautiful segue. Let's cut straight into this. The Cowboys this week cut kicker Lareem Harulahu. So now we only have Brett Maha. How does everybody feel about that?
1: Uh, nervous to begin with, anyway. Um, obviously, see how he does in this next preseason game, and then if he screws the pooch on that, then you get a kicking carousel coming in. Again, um, you you still got you still got another ten days or so until the kickoff.
0: Um,
1: you, you this this the crazy have... part, Lorne.
0: You say there's ten days, like we should not be this close to the season, but and we have not decided who the kicker is yet.
1: Well, but think think back to when Dan Bailey got it. Dan Bailey was Dan Bailey was one kick, and he would have been out the door. You know, he actually there was a kicking Carousel. There was four kickers brought in because he'd he he'd fluffed a kick on. A, the week before or something like that Came in um, And he, he beat out the rest of the competition And that was it And yeah. that was him until the back issues started We've just never We've never had a coach Specifically for kickers Since that point on I would say And that's that's probably where the problem is, is As good as Bones Fassel is on the special teams And you know the, the sort of trick plays That you have with the special mm-hmm. teams you need you need somebody perhaps who needs to actually school the kickers, well, uh, and and just work with just work with them, work on the 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 mindset as well. I think obviously the two guys that we've had uh, they've already left. There, there's been issues with their confidence. I think.
0: Well, used to find out if any of you were paying attention on last week's show, and I gave you this fact, and let's see if RJ gets this as well, mind. Um, do you know how many teams in the NFL not a special teams coordinator but what we're talking about is kicking coaches specifically just to coach for kicking do you know how many teams have a kicking coach in the NFL I think there's only one isn't there correct Can uh, you believe no. that RJ
2: I can't, um, but I I can't believe a lot of things. I mean, I I I, 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 uh, I feel like um, like Doctor Strange in in the one universe that was like the weird yeah. geometric shapes or whatever. That's what this whole like week and day has kind of felt like.
0: Yeah, but I'll let you weigh in, Rich, before we move this on. Um, yeah, how do you feel about the kicking situation?
3: Um, I'm not very excited. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the bit that, the bit that really sort of sold it for me today was when i was reading through just scrolling through twitter as you do wake up in the mornings like catch up on everything from last night mm-hmm. and um oh yeah brett, brett maha had a had a pretty good pretty good night he made a lot of his kicks all of them from like 40 plus yards out so i'm like oh so you're not giving him any sort of practice in proper field i like, okay sweet Yeah, let's let's, you know, don't let him make him practice the stuff he's bad at. You know, Mm. let's just put some good stuff out there to make ourselves feel better. Like like the bread and
0: butter kicks. Like,
3: Yeah, it's like that wasn't the concern about him. The concern was the shorter stuff, Mm. like the stuff he should be making in and out, the bread and butter stuff. And he doesn't seem to be doing it. And moreover, it's like, oh, yeah, he was really, really good. Um, or was it had a good night? And it's like that doesn't fill me with confidence. It gives me even more dread because yeah. that means he's just not getting any practice in where he needs it.
1: Yeah, Andy. Andy hit the upright yesterday as well from 58 yards, so he's he's showing the propensity that he had in, back when he was kicking for us. The last time where it, you know, the last thing we yep. want is a Chicago situation with a double doink. You know.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it doesn't look
3: like much has changed which um yeah. yeah isn't doesn't fill you with confidence but that way
0: yeah yeah that's for sure but then uh some good news we got to see Turpin on the weekend do what he did um so a kickoff return and a punt return for a touchdown in one game only the third time in NFL history that's ever happened so yeah big tick on the um, box on that one um,
1: and what a big thing for him i mean you you you've gone through three developmental leagues, yeah. it's Europe, um, you know USFL, whatever you come in, you're an undrafted free agent, and at the end of the the end of the first half of the second preseason game, they're telling you to take your kit off and you you know go and sit over there with that Prescott and everything because you've made the team effectively.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I... RJ, has this ever happened? Has a player? Ever been asked to take their pads off after just two plays and about well, what was he on the field for like 20 seconds? I mean, has that ever happened to an undrafted free agent the 20 seconds worth field time and they're just like, yeah, go get changed, go sit down with Dak <laughs> and Steedy and Zeke?
2: Um, probably not. Uh, it was a really unique <laughs> thing. Um, I will say, I mean, it. I mean, obviously what happened on Saturday was was electrifying, but I kind of thought his spot was safe already. Um, the, yeah. the way they kind of were, were talking about yeah. him it was, was as, if, as if he was already on this team. So the notion that he went from not on the roster to completely safe, I think, is, is a little exaggerated. But you're right. I mean, he clearly went from, you know, being kind of just a guy on the team to extremely and inordinately valuable.
0: Yeah, and the other thing that a lot of people aren't talking about, which I think is quite important, is it wasn't just those two plays. I mean, they were the, the most electrifying, and the, the you know that makes the highlight real, and NFL Twitter change its uh, headline and all the rest <laughs> of it. <laughs> it's bio, but one little piece that people didn't pay attention to was he actually caught a pass, and it only went for nine yards, but it's actually what that did if you watch it was basically uh just a kind of like a a, almost like a tunnel screen and he zipped it out to him fairly quick and i think i read somewhere that on um next gen stats that play has um the estimated play of minus two yards and it went for nine yards yeah and a lot, not a lot of people will talk about that. I think that was quite quite important because it goes to show what, how they're going to use him as well. Do you know what I mean? On this uh, ex-Lucky Whitehead type role with the, mm. the the jet sweeps and the extended handoffs, if you like. Um, but yeah, be interesting to see. I don't think he's playing <laughs> this weekend. Um, but we'll quickly talk about Seattle, then we move on to the Tyron Smith news, and we'll discuss that uh, in terms of this weekend, RJ, uh, give me uh, either a position or player, um, or perhaps something on the coaching side. You're looking for this weekend uh, from the Seattle game, which, by the way, is one o'clock in the morning. yeah uh, I
2: I always have admired all of your commitments and um, <laughs> and, and loyalty uh, that. I mean, last week's game ended at 1 a.m. here, and I felt kind of gassed. So um, that yeah. was um, quite the challenge, um, you know, for me. But, um, I mean, without jumping to the Tyron thing, um, I mean, you know, I, I think I've kind of – I've seen everything I need to see defensively. Um, yeah. I don't know if this, if they're still in, in in any kind of mood to move on from Kelvin Joseph or Nashawn Wrights. I suppose that would be the, kind of the one thing there. Obviously, I want mm-hmm. to see Brett Maher and, and see what he has to offer. Um, I don't know that, that any of us should allow ourselves to be swayed just by, you know, one performance, but still. Um, and then offensively, I mean, can TJ Vasher make this team? Can Dennis Houston make, make a bigger case mm-hmm. for himself? Can Noah Brown stave off getting cut? So those are all the things I'll be paying attention to.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Rich, give me yours. What are you looking for this weekend?
3: Um, I'm a bit of a mix-up. I For me, it's between Basher and Houston because when we were going through – you know, myself and Brian and, and Graham were going through the fifty three. Mm-hmm. Um, the bit that I struggled the most with was who that last receiver was really going to be. That was that that I struggled with. I kept going back and forth, and I kept getting hung up on it. Um, and for the love of God, I want Josh Ball to give me some some kind of confidence. Um, that would be that would be brilliant. <laughs> but I'm, I'm not gonna I'm gonna hold my hopes out for that one. All right, Lord.
1: Yeah. I think the The one for me, I mean obviously, on the back of the last couple of games, I think Malik Davis has probably worked his way into a roster spot, so you're maybe talking about four running backs. Mm. Um, that means you have gotta go light somewhere else um and probably the best place to go light is maybe quarterback. um so I'm maybe mm. looking that we're only gonna have two on the roster this year. Um at least and then bring hopefully bring somebody up onto the practice squad. Um, so I want to see Will Greer turf it out with um yeah. Cooper Rush. I think whoever throws an interception or has a fumble or whatever, I think you know that's that's gonna be the deciding factor, to be honest. Yeah. Um it doesn't necessarily have you know, obviously, yeah, you're playing with the, the second and third strings. It doesn't have to be neat and tidy, and but just the the cardinal sin of turning the ball over is is what you need to watch out for here. And that will be that will be the difference between your your P forty five or, yeah. um, or <laughs> just in case you're wondering,
0: RJ P forty five is basically like your walk-in papers from work. Yeah.
2: Okay. All right. Yeah, I always enjoy um, learning about international protocols.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. does, um, does Rush not need to have an absolute real stonker of a game, though? Like, absolutely terrible, given the fact that he's probably favored because he's a vet and he won a game.
0: Mm, I know what you're saying. Like, the coaches, I, I, I think... They'll just love like,
3: on quantities
0: I just think they're head and... They, they, they're sort of head-to-head at the moment and ironically i think it was a bit of um will greer was a bit ahead of the game um i don't know what you think about this rj but i think will greer prior to last week's game was like he was (laughs) qb2 like the sort of addition by subtraction sort of thing because he didn't play so because he didn't show both the good and the bad and rush was so bad it was like yeah will greer's at the moment uh, qbt what do you reckon rj
2: i think will greer's most redeeming quality both last week and at present time is is simply that he's not cooper rush i, I mean yeah. you know yeah. that, that, that sounds you know aggressive but i think it's the truth and and i think it's just that he presents another option like you know yeah. cooper is cooper isn't just somebody who started the game for the cowboys last year and, and won it He's somebody who's been around the organization for a long time. We we know full well who Cooper Rush is, and we've kind of seen all that there is to be seen there. And I think we're all willing to, you know, kind of, you know, you ever get like, you know, we go get like ice cream. It's like we've got vanilla, or we have the mystery flavor. Like I don't know what the mystery flavor is. I mean, it it could be terrible, (laughs) but but at this point, I've I've had vanilla over and over and over again. I'm just kind of ready for any other sort of adventure. Um, and so that's kind of where I stand. I I think that Cooper's probably better right now. I think he's played better, but I I just mm. I don't trust that he I, I he might have a, a marginally higher floor. Uh, but I want the guy with the higher ceiling, and I think that's Breer. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: I th- I think this is almost a mirror image of last season. You know, both both guys have got a sponsor. Kellen Moore, um, Cooper Rush was his first uh, sort of backup QB when he became QB coach. Um or you know, he, even he was on the roster, I think, at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and then Nasmeyer's obviously the um this the sponsor of Will Greer. Um it's almost but it's almost like a repeat of last season where Cooper Rush has started the last couple of games, it's not done the not done the best job, and maybe Will Greer comes in and nicks the job in the last week, much like Cooper Rush did last year over uh Garrett Gilbert.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, Because um, that was another weird one as well, Mike. But mm-hmm. yeah, totally agree. Yep. And then for me personally, I want to know what's going to happen between uh, Rico Dowdle and Malik Davis because I think that's going to be quite important with the that third running back. Um, that's going to be quite important this year. So, okay, let's move on to the big news of the day. And we found out today as well that not only is Tyron Smith injured it was a non-contact injury went down looked quite nasty Um, got up in his usual fashion and, and you know apparently people were, <coughs> were not too bad about it gone in depth had a scan today apparently uh, they're saying earliest could be December more likely season ending injury what's uh, the news you're getting though from it RJ over there
2: Uh well so I mean I do think it's it's somewhat important contextually. This this news broke. I imagine you know maybe right before you guys were waking up because I, I know you guys get yeah. up, make the make yeah. the pot of coffee. You guys are up at the crack of dawn. Um, <laughs> but uh, this happened just before midnight, um, at least in the central time zone. And yeah. so, I mean, you're right. I think everybody was about to go to bed under the presumption that this was all good. You know, Connor McGovern had the comment that that everything was fine. Um, you know, at least you know seemed fine. Um, I, I think that. You know, December is being wildly hopeful. Um, and I and the the more, most disappointing part of it is is the reporting from David Moore of the Dallas Morning News is that the Cowboys are operating under the presumption that, that Tyron's going to be back. Um, and look, I mean, I, I think I speak for the four of us. We, we all love Tyron. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame someday. Yes. Wish him health, wealth, and happiness in life. But that is so dumb and, and irresponsible to just at this point count on that, to bank on that. You you cannot. I mean, it, this is now seven years in a row that he has missed time in some way, shape, or form. You you have to assume he's gone for the rest of the season forever. Maybe at this point, forever. Possible. And, yeah. and and so not not coming to terms with that is kind of the same inability to to make hard decisions in this type of arena that we've seen from this team a lot in the past.
0: Yeah, yeah. Go go on, hit me with it. Uh, well, uh,
1: I mean, you know, the, this. Um... Diagnosis that he might be back in December. I mean, Mackie Becton had it last season or a couple of years ago anyway, and you know, it's a similar injury there. He's only what he'll be what 25 now, and he okay, he managed to come back in that time scale. But you know, Tyron's now what 31. Um yeah. you know, it, that's asking a hell of a lot as your body takes longer to repair as as the older you get. Um what's been slightly concerning to me is you've seen clips in training camp where Dorrance Armstrong's been getting the better of Tyron Smith. You've, you've seen other players getting the better of Tyron Smith. I think there was a drop-off this season. I mean, again, he's been, you know, the, the back twinges and OTAs, <clears throat> um, you know, it just seems to be a long catalogue. And I think, you know, the wheels were going to come off at some point as we expected. Mm-hmm. Um the the fact that well let's go you know has a sub subluxation that great he's come back to practice this week but you know that was probably a monitor him and see whether he he needs to stay on the, the fifty three or he needs to go and get the shoulder surgery immediately because I mean that that's something that's not actually going to get better you heard um, on talking Cowboys yesterday um, Isaiah Standback. Has had that uh, injury during the start of his career. Um, and he was told that, you know, even just opening the car door, it can pop out. So it's not something, it, essentially, at some point, you are going to need to have surgery on it. Mm. And it's just a case. And do you really want, you know, potentially your new starting tackle or at least your swing tackle coming in and having to wear a brace to hold that shoulder in place? Um, you know, that that really is concerning. And, you know, I saw RJ, you tweeted, obviously, you know, the Cowboys thought they had a plan in place And for, yes, we, we were never going to spend the cash, you know, and this is obviously the big problem is we don't spend cash. We're not flash with free agencies in, anymore. But, you know, they had a plan in place. All being well, Josh Ball would have come in, you know, you know, you, you were expecting big things from him. That's not materialised. You were expecting things from Willetsko when we picked him up. He was looking that way. And again, that's, we, we've been hit a curveball with that. Um, you look at other teams around the league. I mean, obviously, our week one uh, opponents, the Buccaneers, the Buccaneers are... They've, they've lost two offensive linemen for the season as well, so they're going to be struggling. Um, I'd, I'd actually sent a message to one of my friends yesterday sort of commiserating them on the fact that they he'd lost two linemen and he came back to me sit, t- this afternoon with this the same thing. So, um, yeah. you know, it's just the way of the league. And this is, as I said before, this is why... You know, you're not seeing necessarily the best play from these uh, spring leagues that are set up. The USFL, the AAF, etc. is because mm-hmm. there isn't there isn't that level of talent in offensive linemen. It is slim pickings, um, you know. And you know, it is a it is a buyer's market to go out and get free agents. Unfortunately,
0: yeah. I don't, um, you said you, you said the about the plan. I still. I don't know. I'm confused. I don't know what the plan was. We know, my son is nearly five years of age. His entire life, he's never known Tyron Smith to play a full season. Yeah. I think for me, that's long enough for you to say, we need a plan for Tyron Smith. And it seemed to be they went, okay, let's. Uh, we got Tyler Smith in the first round. Oh, right. Okay. We've used a compensatory pick on Matt. Well, let's go. There and it kind of just stopped there, and it was just like, What was that? Your plan?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: The only real thing that makes sense to me in in regards to Tyron, because we've been saying, Well, I've been saying, Graham's been saying, Brian's been saying, a lot of people have been saying for years, you need someone behind him as an heir apparent, mm-hmm. a proper pick, even a first round pick, because he's going to go down at some point, and then they're going to come in, and there's going to be that natural transition because this can't keep going on. Jerry has literally just let go in the past offseason two very good players on the basis of one of his favourite sayings of the the best ability is availability. He let go Cooper and Lyle Collins because of availability, so he says, or at least a very big part of it. Now, the only real way I can make this make sense in my head is the fact that they were just going to address everything else wait for Tyron to retire, and then the very next draft, um, obviously he retires at the end of the season, the draft then, they just go and get the best left tackle they can, be it a vet, ideally be it in the draft, and he just starts there and then, like Zach Martin did, like Travis Frederick did, like Tyron Smith did, um, and plays a full season, ideally. That's the only way I can make it make sense. Any kind of sense. Um, I don't agree with it, but that's the only way I can see there being some sort of plan. Yeah, go on, go
2: on, RJ. I know you was about to talk. Uh, well, first of all, I need to say Richard has incredible initials. Um, and um, if if the eighty nine is for your year okay, of exactly. birth, then then I I highly support the the year that you were born in as a, as a fellow thirty two year old. does
0: RJ? So RJ does, does does RJ in your name stand for Richard Jones?
2: It doesn't. Um, my okay. first name is is Roel, R O E L, and uh, yeah. and I'm a junior, um, so that's that's ah. where the RJ comes from. So I've so always wondered R-O-R-G what RJ
0: stood for, and now we found out. So my dad's my dad's
2: Roel, obviously as well. He goes by Roy. So my son, my wife and I had a baby boy in November. We call him. We actually call him Roel. Took three tries, but he gets to go by the name since neither my dad nor I used it. But but I I just don't. I think it's so generous to say that they had a plan. I think, you know, what I think (laughs) think a lot about is, um, you know, like when, when we get like ready to, for the Cowboys to go to training camp, you know, every year people will say, I think insert, you know, late round pick is gonna challenge for the roster. And there's no like reason to think that. And I think that some people oftentimes confuse hope with with thought those are not the same things right like they're they're conveying what they want to happen as this thought now you don't you you have no reason logical reason to think this you just want it to happen so you're confusing yourself and i think that's what happened here i mean for whatever reason they they banked on tyron playing an entire season despite i mean a mountain of evidence they 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 pinned their swing tackle hopes and and you know people complain like why are you talking about this you know does every nfl team have uh, a starting caliber swing tackle? No, but does every NFL team have a left tackle that's missed time, 60, you know, years running? Like they, You have to prepare for yeah. the extenuating circumstances. And so the plan truly was was a, combi- a combination of two dudes who had no experience whatsoever in the NFL. They didn't even adjust when Matt go yeah. went down. If, yeah. if, if when go had gone down, they had said, you know what, we were going to try this out. It didn't work. Let's bring in a veteran right now to be somewhat prepared. They didn't adjust then. They didn't adjust two weeks ago when Tyron had the ankle flare up in the joint practices with the Denver Broncos. They have literally waited until he is effectively on the operating table for surgery to to say, well, you know, we got to do something right like that. It took all the way until that. And so, I mean, it's, you know, people say they don't care about winning. They only care about making money and things like that. I mean, they, they, you know, the the precious pie. I mean, it's there's no logic. I, I I share your your sort of confusion, Richard. It's it's impossible. You cannot tell me how what they have done over the last few months makes sense. You cannot spell it yeah, out yep. in any That's
0: way
2: yep. to, towards them becoming a better football team. And you know, people suggest their motivations are to tank for in the name of Sean Payton. I I don't know. That doesn't that doesn't hold water for me. But. I mean, yeah. this is this was there. We we had an Instagram post that went out a little bit before I joined you guys, and, and a line I wrote in there is, They're the only people in the world I know who, if, if it were raining outside, would go out not dressed for the occasion without an umbrella, and then complain that they were wet. I mean, that that's just kind of where we're at here.
3: Completely yeah. agree. Yeah,
0: go, go on. keep going Rich.
3: No, as I, said, I completely agree. It's nice to have someone else come on that's not obviously one of the regulars one of us guys there's basically there's not me or graham um or even brian coming on and saying this it's really really nice because it means i'm not just a whiny ass saying the same thing every week for years you know on what? years but again not, not that to, goes. we've been saying the same thing week in week out, to, out for years on years and nothing right, not that's interrupt you richard sorry i, I
2: did not know about I that but um but Pete, that that's you know my mentions all off season have been filled with stop complaining stop whining get over it you know get over the amari trade get over why like i i want this team to win more than i want most things in life and yeah. so <laughs> I, it's it's frustrating that that they're they're going about this and it would be one thing again, you know, if they moved on from Amari, if they moved on from, from Lyle, and then they you know, there was a, a down to merit what went up, but there hasn't been. I mean, it's it's just purging. They they, they made their roster worse and now that roster has, has taken a toll. And so it's it's kind of hard to imagine where they go from here. And I you know, you, you can make a loose argument as you kind of alluded to, Mike. Then that, that maybe Tyler Smith is the plan. Okay, then why'd you let Connor McGovern walk? Or excuse me, Connor <laughs> Williams walk? Connor not yeah. Connor McGovern. Like Kyle like
0: Collins? Why? Yeah,
2: because Tyler Smith cannot play two positions at once. He's either your <laughs> left guard or your or your swing tackle. And so if 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 Tyler Smith truly was, if you were sold on him from the very beginning, we have to have this guy out of Tulsa. We don't care about penalties. Blah blah blah. We need him. He's the left tackle of the future. Then you should have kept Connor Williams because you you can't. You know this team has always planned as if you know, the best case scenario will happen is if their 22 starters will remain healthy across the entire season. Yeah. And that just isn't the case. I mean, it, and, and they've almost on purpose designed the challenge of having to survive that way all in the name of, of you know, I don't know, uh um, their their own belief system yeah. and, and the, the people that it affects, besides obviously all of us as, as fans of the team are, Dak Prescott's gonna be affected. Hey, Dak, good luck without Tyron, without Lyell, without Amari, without Connor Williams, with a rookie in Tyler Smith, with a rookie in Jalen Tolbert, Dak, go save us. I mean, it, it's frustrating to watch this horror story unfold. This is this is in a horror movie where the person, you know, knocks out the bad guy
0: and you're mm. thinking, you
2: gotta you got chop their head off. What are you doing leaving the gun right there? But the yep. Cowboys do it over and over
0: and over again. Yeah, yeah. They don't yep. double tap. Right. They don't double tap. They don't double tap <laughs> the chest center
3: mass and then go, no, they don't do that. They don't do sensible things like that. Like you said, it's a horror film. It's like, why would you do that? It's It doesn't make sense. I, I don't really agree with a single decision they've made in terms of the pre-existing roster this year. Every decision they've Certainly made for the has made line. the team worse. I don't yeah. know why. The, the reasons he gave for dropping... Amari and Lyell disagree with, especially when you by the same logic, you keep Tyrant Smith for multiple years. Um, tank. Tank. I mean, freaking A. You you created a problem. Created a problem at wide receiver. No no excuse, no excuse, no argument. You created that problem. You created an issue potentially. Um on the defensive line by letting Randy Gregory go. I know there's an argument there, but I still think they probably should have done a bit more there, really. And Lyle Collins never should have left the building. Simple as. I don't agree with a single decision they made this year in terms of the existing roster from yeah. from preseason. It's it's been terrible. Absolutely terrible.
0: And the, the most annoying part about this is if you go back to you know the Travis Frederick. Doug Free era, if you like, look oh, how love... good that offensive line was. Yeah, and it they've just let over just a period of a couple of seasons. I know it's a bit longer than a couple with Doug Free, but you know certainly with Travis Frederick, that the distance from that is so short and that it's crumbled so fast under their feet. Yeah. You just think like you you must have seen the foundations coming away from this. Oh, like yeah, how the... have you not had the foresight when? I'm not an NFL coach, and I could have seen this coming yeah,
3: and we've we've discussed this before, and we've we've literally made the point that that's happening, and it did. it happened over two, three seasons the big problem there was the fact that it was amplified, but Travis Frederick left earlier than he was supposed to. Mm. Um, that is what it is. Hope he's okay by the way, um but yeah it's it's absolutely terrible. They it's been completely neglected for years. The entire position group it hasn't been properly addressed to any real degree until really they just took Tyler.
0: Hmm. That's so. I mean, the question here is: is what is the next step? What how do they? What's what? What is the way to go forward from this? That's interesting
2: question. Yeah, I mean, you know. You could kick Tyler. I mean, the the probably the the simplest solution is is a veteran by way of free agency or or trade to play left tackle. That impacts the the least amount, or that that features the least amount of fallout as far as the rest of the line are concerned. If if you're you know Tyler Smith is is an option, but again. You know what what damage do you do to him if if he doesn't play well i mean he's a rookie
0: as well right right.
2: i mean so he's 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 not not only a rookie but he's kind of like the only thing you have with regards to the future so you really want to kind of sacrifice him that way um you know that that would be bold but okay so maybe that's one plan talia smith at left tackle Connor mcgovern at left guard um a more or maybe your plan is, if you don't like Conor McGovern that much, a free agent to play left guard if Tyler Smith kicks out. The the true, you know, let's let's flip things upside down and kind of look look at the world is have Zach Martin or Terrence Steele play left tackle. And, and so <laughs> if, if you if you move Martin out, obviously then you just you play McGovern at right guard. And a lot of people think he's better there than he is Which on the isn't left side so bad. anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, And so that's one option, but obviously that's, that's a tall order to to place on Zach, you know, two weeks before the regular season starts, which I don't know why you would have addressed this, you know, months and months ago. Um, You you could flip Terrence over. He's done it obviously. And then just kick Zach out, you know, stay on the right side, you know, whatever, but from guard to tackle, and then still play McGovern there. Um, That's it though. I mean, it's it's you know we've, we've all kind of you know had that meal or we like you've had a few things in the pantry in the fridge and you're like we've got to make this whatever like this is that this is that episode of chopped i don't know if y'all get chopped over there um but um it's uh
0: it sounds good Mm.
2: Chopped, it's a it's a show, it's a cooking show, and they give them like these random ingredients, and they you, have, you know they have to make an amazing meal. So the challenge is like connecting these these strange ingredients that oh. they don't necessarily like, go together.
0: Uh, it's like can't cook won't cook. Then
3: what was the old school one we had with what was it, Ainsley Harriet?
0: Yeah, can't
1: cook, ready, Cook ready, <laughs>
2: I can't validate that at all, but again, it's like here's (laughs) you know here's mac and cheese, cinnamon toast crunch, and and a piece of tilapia. Make something, and then you know that's that's the challenge. But so that's kind of what this. But
3: yeah, very good
0: point. Yeah, yeah, and we got to learn about chop too. So uh, (laughs) it's all it's all a learning experience. Yeah, Um, I mean. Like, here's the problem, like, you know, you say about moving it all around. Uh, the other problem I have with the offensive line as well is we were talking about this with the guys who were on the show last week is that they keep moving the offensive line players in and out and they're doing it on preseason as well, which I kind of get in the preseason. You're trying to find these down roster guys, what, what they're made of. Um, but when it comes to your offensive line, I just want I, – I, I want – cohesiveness. I want communication. You want them to be cooperative with each other and to have an understanding of what their levels are. You don't do that if you keep moving them all around. And now here we are like literally three weeks from playing the Bucks, and they still haven't done it. There's still no cohesion. Yep. I, I, I. It goes back to the thing that really I think you know like the Tyron Smith injury that is just like the perfect um, like, uh, you know, the the perfect exclamation point on all of this, of that they had no plan for the offensive line, that there is, there doesn't seem to be one. Uh, I I don't get what the means to an end of what all of this is. Do you know what I mean, RJ? I
2: mean, it. You know, they have often reminded me of Frank Sinatra, right? Like they they're doing it their way. You know what I mean? Like oh, I see. they, they I don't
0: care be what.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, like uh, that. They want to do it their uh, way. And you know what? Jer, it's Jerry's team. It's his money. You know what I mean? Like he's he's got every right to do with it what he wants. But it, it defies logic. I mean, it it truly does. It does. I mean, it's it's not difficult to look at other teams and how they you know, try to right wrongs. I mean, you look at the, the you know, an example I've used at least this house is Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills lost a ticket to the AFC Championship game by seconds. I mean, like, you know, literally seconds. Yeah. And yeah. and what what was their response? They said, we're gonna go get Von Miller because we don't ever wanna fall second short ever again. We're gonna overpay to do it? Cool, who cares? We win the Super Bowl, it'll totally be worth it. It doesn't matter right now we're here, we have the quarterback, we have everything we need, we're all in. Despite the fact that they play in the more competitive conference, I mean, I really admire that. And and the Cowboys on the opposite side of that spectrum, sort of, it feels like they they look at the the context of the situation and say, we don't even have to try that hard to win, right? Like, you know, like you ever like in school, you know, say, well, I don't even have to study, right? Like, I'll just, I I can get (laughs) like a C, I I don't know your grading system, we've talked chopped and everything, but you know, like I, I can pass the class, I can pass the test, Without breaking a sweat, who cares if, if I if I get an incredible score? Now I'm just here to pass. That's kind of what the Cowboys sort of feel like. It's 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 a bummer because it, it kind of dampens the excitement that we all are, are kind of wanting to feel with the season being so close. Um, but it, it's tough. It's tough to believe that their way of thinking is going to work out when when this one example has already blown up in their face. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I, it, gonna... it all hurts it all hurts back to Jerry's, you know, his oil baron, um, you know. <laughs> Take take a take a punt on something that somebody's already tried. It's it's dried up for him. He reckons there's still a, a a well there to tap, and I think that's his. You know, he's he's willing to take that risk, and I think that's what we're seeing here. Um, you know, and it looks at the moment it looks like it's backfired. And until we get under battle conditions, and you know, you never know. You might catch lightning in the bottle, but you know it's certainly looking doom and gloom at the moment and certainly Brian came on the chat today and said that's it the season's over so um you know Brian's going to be doom and gloom for the rest of the season so.
0: yeah yeah well um rj i know you're uh, you've got a shoot um you've got a manchester united game to go rewatch <laughs> uh,
2: you know, I have no problem like that. admitting mm-hmm. that, um, that that uh, I had I experienced great joy at the hands of, of great mm-hmm. sadness from Liverpool, and I'm I'm totally fine with that. Um, if you could uh, please congratulate Jamie for me on Leeds and their big victory over Chelsea. <laughs> um, I, uh, I have some some great friends who are who are big Chelsea supporters, and so um, it was it was you know. But I will say, you, know, you can let Jamie know the only reason it happened is because there's an American in charge. Right? You put that yeah. proper red, white, and blue there, and things work itself yeah. out. So um, but, well, uh, all I'm I saying re-
0: is Jamie's Jamie's out again drinking beer. So I am not going to phone him right now. He's hard <laughs> no. to understand sober.
2: Right. Well. <laughs> oh. uh, well. Please tell everybody hello. Thanks for having me, and I uh, look forward to talking to you guys throughout the season.
0: Yes, Likewise. yes, we'll get you on again when we've got a bit more time. But make sure everybody you go and follow Blog in the Boys, uh, go listen to RJ podcast, YouTube, Facebook, uh, probably on SoundCloud if it's still out there. <laughs> you know yeah. what?
2: That's in the process. We're working on our, our rap uh, album right now, so uh, <laughs> but yeah, thanks guys. Ah. Nice one, all right. Ask you to, uh, I'll to offline,
0: RJ. Nice one, cheers, <laughs> <Jeez>, mate. Um,
3: <laughs>
2: so. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, um, yes, we are trying to sink through this um, episode, talking mostly about Tyron Smith. Um, But, yeah, I mean, what we could do is we can have a look forward. I know we mentioned already briefly, uh, but we'll fill out the rest of the show now with obviously talking about um, this week's game, Seattle 1 a.m. kickoff. Um, I think, to be honest... You're looking at the Dan Roster guys, really, aren't you? I mean, they're not gonna be starting. I like like fair to say Turpin isn't even gonna play this weekend, don't you think? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. He's done. Um yeah, so yeah. go on.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I I think, you know, and it's been discussed this week on other podcasts, that you know that what we've seen this off season, I think this is gonna be the blueprint going forward from now that Realistically, what you need to be watching is the controlled scrimmages against um, <clears throat> against various oppositions to see how the starters are doing, and then the preseason games are going to be to see what you have in the, in the way of depth and who who's going to be filling out the bottom of the roster. Yeah. Um, there, it, there always has been an element of that, but you're not going to see it. I don't think we're going to see Dak Prescott suiting up this game. Yeah. And um, it's not going to you're not going to have a dress rehearsal game. They've done all the work the last couple of weeks against these, this opposition and the last two nights in front of a crowd in the centre. Um,
0: yeah. And it's in AT&T. So home crowd. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, I mean, like, I, more than anything, I think the big thing going off the back of the Tyron Smith talk, I think the big thing that they're trying to do in this game is just get through without being injured. Yeah. That's the biggest one. Um, you know, there's a couple of guys you, you you can say, hopefully we get to see them, but you're not really concerned that they are or not. Like, I think Dennis Houston plays. Like, this will be a, a little tester to see what goes on. The only trouble with Dennis Houston is that his strongest... Um, strength if you like for what he can do is that he's him and Dak seem to be on the same page. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and he doesn't Dak's he doesn't have that coach. with the other he doesn't have
0: that with the other QBs. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Um so yeah, I it's mostly it's going to be about that getting through without injuries. Um and I think kicking. is going to be important too. Let's find out what's going on with the kicker. But right We'll finish this off uh, and wrap things up here. Uh, what are your predictions for this weekend's game? Go on. Hmm. Man. Hmm.
3: I think, I think there's going to be um, a fair amount of interesting plays made, like big. Big flash plays. I think there's going to be one or two ints. I think there's going to be a couple fumble recoveries from people that we want to see them from specifically. Not naming any specific names. <laughs> um, you kind of know. Um, I really just want to see who who really splashes out of those two wide receivers and not the running backs. I really do. I love those two battles, and yeah, um, they're both free. going to be important. Because you're you, this season, the wide receiver core, you get a name and a bunch of guys until Gallup comes back, and yeah. the way that they say if they do, they're going to use Pollard. That oh. third running back is going to be very, very influential as well. And the so whoever gets end. it is is going is to have a pretty decent crack at the, at, the, at the season. In fairness, decent amount of snaps. So,
0: yeah. I, I just want to very quickly talk you yeah, though about Joe uh, over from Italy. Um, uh, one of the one of the faithful Yukis always joins. Says he likes to see the starting offense play at least one quarter. Here is a harsh reality of removing a preseason game and adding it to the regular season. That preseason for your starting players, like pure starters, um, like the starting offense. That preseason for those guys now are weeks one to three in the regular season. That's the new reality.
3: Well, I think that's why they have put so much emphasis on these joint practices. Joint um, practices McCarthy important. said a couple of exactly. times this is the starters preseason. This is what they're doing to knock the rust off. It'll be interesting to see how well that works.
0: Mm. Yeah, Lauren. So, give me yep. some predictions for this weekend.
1: Um,. I think Seattle's going to come out. They're going to come out firing all guns blazing. I think you know they always go into the uh, preseason matches. They're they're looking for the win more than anything else. I mean, you saw that 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 year that um, Tony Romo went out, and you know the the hits that they were putting on Ezekiel Elliott. Um, you know that that game. Um, they're going to they're going to come out firing. Um, I can I can see our defense is going to obviously have a field day. I think I I don't rate Drew Locke at all. I don't, and there is talk that he will be starting this game because um, they they still haven't truly set on Drew Locke being the starter yeah, for this. I was going to
0: say that makes sense for the mind.
1: Yeah, um, so it it could it's certainly going to be a defensive struggle. I think. Um, unless we can get something going and, and and get some, yeah, it's going to be focused on the run, you know, yeah. and hopefully see a little bit of what's happening with the tackles. But um, it's 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 hard to say. I don't Cowboys don't put a lot of emphasis on the preseason in terms of actually getting the wins. They'd rather you know tighten up the little mistakes or you know work on the coaching points. Um, and as long as they're getting better progressively, that's that's the main thing for them.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And I think yeah, kicking, getting through without injuries. Like, let's see what turns up. Is the other one? Yep. I will be up live watching it. Um that might be on that pick not on the Pixic show. Depends how much beer I drink tomorrow. I was supposed to be <laughs> I was supposed to be on it last week. Um but the weather was very, very nice. And I ended yeah, up um, having way too many beers, and it got to three o'clock in the morning, and I was like, I am in no fit state to be talking. <laughs> uh, I will just let them down gently, tell them I'm going to sleep. Um so I won't do that this week. I will just have a couple of yeah. So it's a bit like
1: you were a bit like Paul probably is right about now then.
0: Yeah, yeah. It depends. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> what Mike what was saying earlier. What Mike was saying
3: earlier about consistency on the offensive line, that's how we know Paul's not watching because he loves that and he would have chimed in if he was watching. So <laughs>
0: all right then let's wrap this one up uh good news before we go anywhere is brian and the gang are going to be back might even be rich going back on again i don't know Ooh, you lucky people tuesday uh because the plan for tonight was supposed to be a predict the 53 so much has happened that that's gone yeah. completely out the window. Um, in typical cowboys fashion. So next week, will on Tuesday, will be a look at the fifty-three or initial fifty-three because it's it's very easy to say there's a fifty-three, but what usually starts off as oh, this is the fifty-three man roster very very quickly changes once players get through waivers and people pick other people's players up. Exactly. Waivers. Yeah. So yep. the initial 53 is what they look at on Tuesday. Um, so then we go back to uh, two-a-weeks two shows a week, every Tuesday and every Thursday. So that's right. Yeah, that is starting from next week. Uh, So you'll get us twice a week, maybe more, depending on what's happening. Um, But here we go, Lorne, go on, you have a stab at this one. It's all yours, baby. Hit me with it.
1: Right. Okay. Obviously season's almost upon us. Hopefully you've got your plans sorted, but if you're if you suddenly hit the lottery this weekend and you <clears> fancy going across for a game, obviously check out Cowboys Experience for the ultimate meet and greets, stadium tours, game tickets, tailgate, and much more. Get to meet the former players Drew Pearson, Randy White, uh, Jay Novacek, um, meet some of the current stars, um, you know, and just have a great time. Mention the, 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 the name UK Cowboys and you'll probably get some uh, nice goodies as well.
0: Yeah, you get some free stuff. And obviously there's some other uh, people who join us. Um, I've, I have joined us. All people there are worth a follow. <laughs> so give them a follow and go say hello. Um, just let them know that we sent you. So, yes, thank you very much for joining us this week. Um should be
1: you going again
0: Mike oh always whenever I put the outro music on my microphone yeah. decides to have a, a complete skizz attack so there we go I don't know <laughs> if his attack is isskizz attack the word it, is it, now. Is now. <laughs> it may as well be yeah um so yes we'll find out what happens uh, after the weekend um as I said guys will be back Tuesday. Um, so make sure you follow us follow us on Twitch as well and the YouTube channel, give the podcast if you follow it, give that a quick like and a star rating, we appreciate uh, but from myself and the guys, we will be back after the weekend, have a great weekend folks um, and take it away lawn Rich, let you have the last word
1: yeah, have a great weekend guys catch you next week and let's go Cowboys, let's be positive,
3: prayers and thoughts swing tackle our left guard, let's go <laughs>
1: Mm.